you you touched it. You, you, you touched, touched the, the butt. butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, new music. This is the weird version. <laughs> Welcome to is the alternate, the, the version. freak version, the freak version, <laughs> dark edition. We the freak. Oh man. That's awesome for We the Freak. Yeah, that's perfect. Because what we're talking about today is people that are freaking. I don't know any people like that. Well, we sort of say if you don't know any, <laughs> chances are. But We the Freak. It's one of our best titles, I gotta say. Yeah, it flows just as well as We the Freak. Yeah. Because I feel like if you're aware of Jackal and Hyde. Jackal and Hyde? Do you know that story? Mm-hmm, Dr. No. Jackal? And Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde. No. You know this too, Josh? Mm-hmm. Is it like a Christmas? So thing? he's like like a like a just a nice normal guy during the day, but mm-hmm. then he has like this beastly freakish persona. He's the same person, but he like transforms into like this. Like it's like the werewolf man kind of. Well, no, it's he's still more a like human. But... Yeah, it's like it's like really nice guy turns into like Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, like yeah. he's like evil. Yeah. Mm, well, no. he's just like a freak. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jack the Ripper is evil, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not denying that. Well, he's misunderstood. You know what I mean? He had a tough child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you even listened to his side? I think? <laughs> it was justified in certain. Um, he was a freak, though. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think we the free and we the freak is like synonymous. I think everyone is free and freaky at the same time. Okay. To someone else. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your freedom could be my freakiness. <laughs> Interpret that in a thousand different ways. Yeah. Well, we all do really weird stuff, and some people probably think some people probably think this podcast is super freaky or yeah. weird. Like, why are we animal? Like, you know, like, like to me, that's normal to be like, oh yeah, my persona is a meerkat humanoid mm. creature. Yeah. But to some people, that might not be. Uh, that might not be normal. So I think both most of the animals are like fairly justified, except for the ostrich in this case. Like, why is one of them an ostrich? Well, I mean, you had that story where your dad uh, identified early <laughs> Way on. Way to bring that like, up. Yeah. Way to bring that up. Well, Colin, Colin claims, like, I have no idea why I'm an ostrich and stuff, but, but you told me this story. Okay, this is just like a, a little one-off family story we have, but we were having dinner, just the four of us, my mom, dad, sister, and I. And we're eating and everyone's like, like the sound of forks and I'm like, <laughs> just like quietly and like everyone's just doing their thing. And my dad just puts his fork and knife down and looks at my sister and he goes, why is it that your brother eats like a bird and you eat like a lumberjack? <laughs> <laughs> she just, her mouth just opens. She's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and Colin's busy just pecking at like, <laughs> at his bird seed. <laughs> That's where the, the genesis of my bird man persona came to be. I love that your dad just like put the fork and knife down as if he's just bottling it up. And he's like, all right, I got it. I have to say this. It's been weeks. <laughs> he's the, the thing is, this still gets brought up constantly. And my sister's not over it. She's like, you're such a jerk, dad. Like a decade later. <laughs> wow. It was a decade ago. So some of her, some of her formative years as a teenager. Oh, no. it, it was like, yeah, like late high school, I think. She was oh, probably rough. like 17 to 19. So while she's trying to figure out who she is. Yeah. Your dad is laying down the lumberjack Just title. Just dropping, yeah, horrible insults like that. You eat like a lump. What does that mean? And the smile that just arose on my face when that comment was made. <laughs> <laughs> you ruffle your feathers a little bit. Well, this this makes me think, like, your dad's probably voicing something we would probably not voice, or I would. Your dad's a legend for saying it. <laughs> um, but that's the whole point, isn't it? Like, people do things that we look at and be like, man, 
why do you do that? But Josh does it a different way. Like, and if I do it like Josh, that immediately makes you the freak. <laughs> yeah. This is what I love about children is they have no filter. And if mm. someone's slightly askew or strained in some way, yeah. publicly, they'll fully just ask someone why some, have you ever seen those happen? Yeah. Why is so-and-so like dressed like that? Or why is so-and-so? Yeah, I'm going to tell you a story. This might be edited out. <laughs> I love these. <laughs> okay. Another unaired episode. So when <laughs> I felt so bad. Like if I was like probably Caucasian, it would be someone was getting arrested. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, kids are brutal. You just feel like they voice what everyone else in the area is feeling, and, and you... you get like a wry smile, right? Like when you hear them do it, you're like, "Yes, thank you." <laughs> yeah. But it also makes you feel like such a yeah. bad person. I know, but it almost like justifies your deepest, darkest thoughts. In a way, it's like, yeah. Really... I was catching the ferry back from Gibson, and um, I'm sitting there minding my own business. And I think what is a lady walks in, she's about seven feet tall, mm -hmm. um, has like a, like a fryer tuck haircut, like just the, Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but super hairy arms. And at first I was like, Oh, I wonder what the story's there. And then she turns around and she's got a basket filled of naked rats. Oh, like naked mole rats. Yeah. Well, well not a mole. Like were they shaven? I don't know. They just had no fur. They're just like, just like skin, like wrimply the... skin. Like, oh man, oh. I was like, and were they just like piled on top of each yeah, other? Yeah, in like this like basket with like a like a makeshift basket with like a, a a fake cage thing over the top to keep them in. Oh, so they were alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they weren't like it wasn't like a like you didn't just go down to PetSmart and pick this cage up. Like <laughs> this has been fashioned in the backyard with wicker and. So was it like a laundry hamper kind of so thing? Or yeah, that... well, smaller. It was almost like. You know, you get those old, like those picnic things where it's like just a handle, a wicker yeah, basket okay. handle, and it's like a flat, and you're like, you, usually it's in like a Jane Austen It should be like movie. peanut butter but and jam right sandwiches yeah. in. But right, now, <laughs> but right now, it's like naked mole rats. Nice little picnic, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, for ages, like, what? You know, a part of you wants to just find a different part of the ferry to sit, just to escape that moment. But I think we all know this feeling where you're like... Yeah, I'm not pumped about this, but at the same time, I'm deeply intrigued. I'm so curious. I, like, I don't want to leave this moment right now, so you muster all your- Because you might like, miss something yeah, interesting. Yeah, You're like, what is like weird, <laughs> freaky, but I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm committed. Like The, the pilot episode <laughs> sold me. Yeah. These are the people that get documentaries made about Correct. them. And it's like, whoa, I came into contact. With like, do you think they ever, do you ever think they stand in the mirror with their basket of rats <laughs> and go like, whoa, I need to like rethink some things or- but then I also sit there and go, I wonder what I do that people look at and be like, what is wrong with that guy? One of the ones that kills me all the time is when you see those people that it looks like they live in their car and not mm. in that they've set up a van lifestyle, but yep. that there's so many things piled into a small like little sedan Yeah, and you can't see into any of the windows. There's like stuffies hanging and like pins taped to the side and collectibles everywhere. And you're just like, what? It goes on Monday to Friday in your life. Yeah. Like what's going on? It's probably like the title would be undisciplined. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. That's the story. That is a blanket statement. <laughs> we don't know that. They could be like a Kung Fu master and that's True. just like the yeah. necessary clutter. The necessary know. clutter, even though Kung Fu comes with great discipline. <laughs> More often than not, a car resembles someone's personality or how their mind works. Hmm. Like you hop into someone's car and you're like, yeah, this person obviously does this, this, and this. They think like this. But then you hop into someone else's car and you're like, yeah, that makes sense too. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like just in my conversations with people, like have you hopped into a car that is super messy and disgusting and been shocked? Or do you hop in and you sort of like, 
Mm, makes, yeah, sense. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it affirms yeah, suspicions like, you had about yeah. someone. Like, hmm. Well, I got into Colin's car and he's got a baptism certificate <laughs> in the back, which kind of confirms. Not anymore. Well, probably oh, you took it out? Yeah, well, I got a new car. He's got so. a new car. He's so, now so you CRV. I actually, I actually took it out. I folded it and I said... That was a season of my life, and I'm no longer baptized. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm going to wait till I'm at the uh, Jordan River on my, I'm just my get, Israel tour, and I'm going to get rebaptized. <laughs> I'm just going to get rebaptized. Oh, when it feels good. Just in a better location. Yeah. <laughs> More people watching. Yeah, better exactly. music playing. <laughs> a live band. Uh, <laughs> my, yeah, I'm going to get Jack Johnson got, to play got, my baptism. Yeah, I got Bethel to come out and uh, <laughs> play for my baptism. Oh, can you imagine if that's what? If baptisms were almost like weddings where you try to like outdo the other person. Spend $27,000 to have Nora Jones <laughs> yeah, sing baptism. My baptism. <laughs> Don't know why. Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> sing that sad song that, oh, that's on all the man. World Vision commercials. <laughs> okay, speaking of freaks... Um, <laughs> Sorry. How's he gonna segue this? No, well, I, I was gonna say, you know, I'm a I'm a meerkat. You're an ostrich, Colin, and you're a lion, Ben. Uh, for all of you who don't know that, um, lions are probably the least freaky of of all the group. But we're pretty fortunate in that we're pretty normal animals. What, Colin? You're I'm a an little, ostrich. you're a, yeah, still, but like. Ostriches like come in the children's lay set when you buy the oh, Noah's Ark thing. <laughs> it's like you don't get like an anglerfish okay. in the Noah's. It's still fairly mainstream. Yeah, it's like a mainstream. Like oh, they're like a bird. They lay eggs, but they're not. They're not as weird as some of the other animals. They're like the top tier animals that get picked in um, cartoon movies where they Correct. like animal based, yes. like yeah. Zootopia or yeah. Finding Nemo. Simba needs a, a dance number. What an oh ostrich? Throw him in there. <laughs> Meerkat, sure, make him one of the main characters. You know, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> but imagine if our lives were sort of like how some of the weirder animals go. Like, I think about some bugs, like, okay. like praying manti, where <laughs> once you have sex, the female bites the male's head off. <laughs> Humans got really lucky in that. Mm. In, in the way it played out. <laughs> Where like, can you imagine well, like the, the male humans in that in this Yeah, case specifically really like the, the females in the animal kingdom generally have a better time than the males. <laughs> yeah, like can you imagine how we would look for potential partners if Oh my goodness. If we knew that after sex we were gonna get our heads bitten off. There's also that spider. Or off. The, yeah, the, the, the spider. Widow. Yeah, she kills the the male and feeds it to the babies yeah. after the babies feed on the male's yeah, body. Why not what not? So you wouldn't be looking for the same qualities <laughs> in a in a mate. I'd be like, man, are her teeth sharp enough to to bite my head off clean? <laughs> like looking or, on a dating app and yeah, you're like it's scrolling like, through. Yeah. Whoa, check out how sharp her teeth are. Yeah, wow. She could she could make my death real painless. She does jiu jitsu. And we don't and we don't think that's weird either. It's like, True. yeah, I I just hope when my head gets bitten off that it's like the right time, you know? Like, where it's someone I really care about. And I kind of want to make an event about it. Like I want to invite people and like <laughs> It would just make like the wedding. Like it would make the wedding like, really like yeah. happy, sad. Yeah, yeah. Every like the family would be pumped. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm so glad that the person that's killing you is so wonderful. 
but also it's kind of melancholy. It's like you may now kiss the bride. Oh, uh, but oh. but like be bride, careful. Don't don't bite him. Not yet. Is that off just yet? Like that gives so much context to walking down the aisle. People are reaching out into the aisle trying to get one last no, touch. No, we don't want to lose I you. I love you so much. Do you remember that one time at band camp? <laughs> All the speeches too are so final. It's like a funeral and a wedding combined into one. <laughs> like the the amount of emotion. What kind of music there, would you have playing at it? I don't like Animal Collective or something. <laughs> just Collective. just weird. Just so odd. It, just yeah. EDM music playing. Yeah, oh, I feel like you could literally tick whatever tone you want. Like, what, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well like. <laughs> <laughs> but like oh. I mean and I say your family would all be there but like your your dad wouldn't be there. Whoa, yeah. You're really Okay, you're good at thinking this stuff through. Okay, well, and uh, or imagine <laughs> imagine if humans were like ostriches. Ostrigi. Ostri. Yeah. Ostri where like you just like carry your eggs everywhere. We lay eggs. We lay <laughs> eggs. And you walk it like the the mother walks into church with her stroller with her eggs and her heat lamp and it's, and people are like can I can I hold one like can, can I, I just say like lay is such a euphemism too like it sounds so nice but that's like a a big move to that, make that's a big egg <laughs> mm -hmm. I love the image of uh, like moms walking around with a stroller and an egg in like a soft basket with a heat lamp like all I'm thinking of is uh the uh, Mandalorian and that <laughs> the baby Yoda the baby Yoda capsule yeah, like, that's what yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. right that's like... so true it would just kind of float around <laughs> That's so funny. Could you like carry your egg though with you while you're like going to the shops and just like walk with it in your? Yeah, like, can I touch your egg? <laughs> and would you, you have like different colored eggs and stuff, right? Can I pet your egg? People would dress the egg up too, <laughs> like yeah, fully. Oh like, no, they like, get paint yeah. jobs on the egg. Give it like a t-shirt or something. <laughs> Custom decals, yes. like yeah. a We the Free merch t-shirt <laughs> available now. Like, like you'd have egg cases, like iPhone cases. <laughs> Like a platinum case. <laughs> You'd be at the mall of the food court holding your egg, like eating your lunch, and suddenly like a foot just kicks through the egg. And you're like, <gasps> it's happening. It's happening. It's kicking. It's kicking. It's just this little human foot like sticks oh, through the egg. That's graphic. Yeah. That is intense. And you just hear crying from within the egg, but you hear, but it's all like echoey. Cause yeah. Of the and Yoki. Well. <laughs> It sounds like a ghost also, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, don't, I didn't think about it. I was making the noise before I fully processed it. You know, what, you know what's weird too is, I hate to say this, but there would be a market made out of like food from the eggshells. Mm. The same way that, okay, this is, this. speaking of freak, have you heard that people make lasagna out of their placenta? Plalagna. Pl pl <laughs> Oh my, lasagna. But, <laughs> but people would make like potato chips out of the, like they would do baked eggshell yeah. and like salted bacon. This <laughs> was your shell, this little your Johnny. Shell. Yeah. Well, I remember when our eldest was born, they asked if we wanted the placenta to take home. It's a thing. And... I said no, hmm. but I said I would like to have a play. And so I was like, <laughs> you, you touched it. You, you, you touched, touched the, the butt. butt. <laughs> you touched the placenta. Uh, yeah, I played with that placenta. I was like, I don't know how many kids I'm going to have and how many times I'm going to... That doctor was like, this is one of the best placentas I've ever seen. It's so intact. And it was like, and it's like good color and stuff. I'm like, I have no idea. But Some people listening to this are so comfortable right now and some people listening to this are so uncomfortable right now hearing about this. Oh, 100%. You know, like Emma and I had kids young, but I just remember, you know, we did youth ministry and we, we have younger siblings and... <laughs> 
I'm a sister, younger sister would always be like, oh, pregnancy and labor, it's so beautiful. And I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> Wait, has she not had kids yet? She hasn't had kids yet, but she was a lot younger at the time as well. But we had had, I think, two by then. I'm like, you think, like, like we have tricked females <laughs> that at such a young age, they're like, it's such a beautiful thing. I'm like, it's graphic. <laughs> like, Emma looked like she was looking into another dimension. Like when I look at her, like, can you see me? All I hear is like, like this, this depth of like pain and agony. The only thing that's cool about it is that once baby's born, there's like this euphoria and this mm. like moment that you can never capture again. Mm. But everything else around is quite grotesque. <sighs> yeah. A lot well, of blood, a lot yeah. of sweat, a lot of tears. Like that's probably where that saying came from. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and tears. Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> Animal kingdom-wise, again, the males, we, we lucked out a little bit there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we'll be uh, the apple first. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding! Kidding. 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 There's no theology or John Cronin yeah. season yeah. whatsoever. Oh, <laughs> 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 no. All right, let's, let's talk about some, like, behaviors. Like, so this is, Colin, you made the comment, like, I'm not sure... Like, if there's anything that I do necessarily that's, like, freaky. But I think it's one of those things that if no one in the group is a freak, chances are you're the freak. You're the freak. Yeah, right? (laughs) This is going to hopefully begin to, you know, resonate in people. Maybe you are this person. (laughs) Can I ask you to change? Can I plead with you? Make a difference. Or maybe you've got a friend and I'm just saying, hey, show some grace, but at the same time, don't invest in that space. Like, <laughs> don't, don't make it worse, okay? So this is the scenario. You're, you're having a birthday party. Maybe it's not a massive one. It's at a house, so there's maybe 12. This is pre-COVID mm. uh, because right now you should only have six. Mm. Right, Colin? Nice. Yep, 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 absolutely. Yep, six. Six of your best buds yep. <laughs> squished into your house. My, 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 my five. My six. <laughs> my six. Do you remember those? The my five yeah, on your yeah. phone. Yeah, my space. So good. Um, <laughs> You've got your party. It's like fun. Everyone's, uh, you know, people have figured out how they got there. And most people have figured out how they're getting home, right? Like, why is it like, have you ever noticed that everyone figures out how to get to the party, but getting home, there's always that one person that for whatever reason hasn't figured it out. Like they put the effort to place (laughs) themselves in that position, but then it's everyone else's problem to get them out of that position. I hate that. And so we'll be like partying and it's your house. You're not, you don't want to drop anyone home. You don't have to go anywhere because it's your home. Mm-hmm. But everyone else leaves but that person. They've said nothing. They've not talked to all the people that have come in a vehicle. They probably didn't even speak to the person who brought them to the party. Yeah. Right? And then they're just awkwardly sitting there and like trying to have a deep and meaningful so that they can weave a lift home in the deep and meaningful. But you know it's happening. And so you're trying to figure out how, how do I get out of this but you know it's it's inevitable what they've done to you yeah. they've thanos you like yeah. like they've thanos you, did you like say? it's inevitable and even when you think you've dealt with it he's come from another dimension to mess it up like <laughs> like this is that person i get so infuriated because what's worse is emma emma's like the nicest person so she doesn't even pick up this is happening mm. she's just like oh, i love their company they're wonderful people but i'm now like i know what you're doing yeah i, I see, see you. you i see, I see you emma right leaves the room and you're like I know what you are. <laughs> You're a freak, aren't you? <laughs> Eventually, you get to the point where you like you can see it coming beforehand. And oh, so you're, you're in the middle of the party. You're in the crescendo. Everyone's still there. And you're looking at them. And you're like, I know full well that you're doing. I can just take initiative right now and say, do you need a ride home? Correct. Because you're not going to deal with it yourself. Correct. But you can't because at the end of the day, if you do that, you're becoming the problem. Like <laughs> You're now partnering with it on a level 
that is that like your principal is offended with that. So what happens in our household is that particular person, not naming names, you know, awkward, don't have a lift home. Emma's like, how are you getting home? Like, it's just like, it's, it's like she never thinks about it. Like, babe, haven't you realized it's the same person every time? Every single time. But every time it's like, oh, you haven't got a lift home? Yeah. Ben can take you. And I'm like, the smile. Colin, if this ever happens to us now, we're going to know. Like. And I, in my head, I'm just like thinking to myself, you all know how to get to the party. How come you can't get home from the party? Like, like, yeah. what is wrong with you? It wasn't just a thing that you guys all happened to yeah, end up at. Correct. It was like, this yeah. is the location. Yes. You're coming from your... Have you ever tested it a little, though, where you're with that last person and they're like... Okay, I guess I should go. <laughs> that exhale, okay. <laughs> and and you just, <sighs> okay. but you don't say anything. You just see, okay, how far how are, are they, they going to go before they ask for a ride? They're waiting they, for you to they offer. they open the door and it's pouring rain and, and they're just, <sighs> well, and I'm like, oh, did you, did you drive here? And they're like, no, I walked. <sighs> and just like making you feel so guilty. Did and you the, bring an umbrella? Yeah. <laughs> No. no, it got stolen on the way. <laughs> yeah, like some of all this bad stuff's happened to yeah. them, so now you start feeling even more yeah. guilty. <sighs> I forgot shoes as well. Do you have any extra? <laughs> I only wear brand new. Um, <laughs> what I do now is that if I ever move home, like find a different place to live, it will definitely be within an Evo zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's massive. That's true. Like, like the whole... And if you're listening from not within like Vancouver, so Evo is just a car company where with particular zones, they just have these cars everywhere. As long as you've got an account with them, you can go book that car and then drive it to another home zone and you just get charged like per minute. So it's like, and you don't have a taxi driver, which is great. So you don't have weird moments late at night. Um, But sometimes we like that. So go for Evo, now available. But I make sure because I'm be like, oh, cool. Where's the closest Evo? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Yeah, you have like another card you yeah, can play. Yeah, but that only yeah. adds to like the deck because it's a game. And mm-hmm. so what happens is that it'll be like, oh, they'll preempt it. So they'll be like, yeah, the Evo's like up on 23rd Street, which is like a good 10 minute, 15 minute walk up or, or knowing them, they only have their L. Yeah. yeah they <laughs> haven't got my full license Actually, that, that's great, Ben, but I need you to be the passenger yeah. in order for <laughs> yeah. me to drive. Yeah. You sit in the passenger seat as I drive myself home and then somehow get yourself Oh, back. man. That's stuff like, but then at the same time, when I look at that, I'm like, what am I? Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> what am I in this, this scenario? Where, when am I the freak? Like, what have I done? Like, I have like obnoxious behavior, I believe that my wife tells me where like, I can literally just shut down in the middle of a conversation hmm. and not re-engage. Have you ever had a moment where blatantly you just realized you're that person in the in a situation that you can think of? Do you know what I hate? I hate when, like, do you know what's going to happen? We're going to go to a party. I'm going to figure out how I got there. And then I've not figured out how to get home. And, and this is going to be holding me accountable. <laughs> and everyone who's listened to the podcast is like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it's going like, to be like a hailstorm outside. Yeah. And Ben's only but, got a t-shirt. But I know it. And I'm like, oh, no. How do I do this without, like, being a hypocrite? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so oh. good. You just have to walk home. That's <laughs> yeah. just it. Yeah. yeah, you do. Too much pride. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh my. This makes me think of um, my like best friend boys group in kind of grade seven. Bestie boys? We the atheists. <laughs> 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 we, 
We, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so free the weed. Free, free the weed. <laughs> what? This is grade six. Oh Josh. shoot! Gosh, I grew up on the island. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, there was four of us, and I had this frustrating relationship where with one of the guys, him and I were really close, and we were like best friends and really like supportive of each other. And then when the other two guys joined the picture, the energy that those two brought to the group of four was was like very mean and kind of tough. And like they would tease us and tease each other and stuff in like pretty abrasive ways. Uh, and then the third friend who was like my buddy would like kind of join in on their their language when they got around. So he would like change around them. And suddenly it felt like him and I like lost our connection. And I'd have those moments where I'd be like, dude, like, wait. We were just like, what? Are you kidding me? Why right are now? you like, way like nicer you're on... to me when no one else yeah, is like around? Yeah, you're so different right now. Was, was this I like mean... your own Avril Lavigne skater boy moment? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so, so, so there was the four of us. I let you borrow and... my PS2 <laughs> and my Vans. I straight up got bullied by these guys sometimes. And we were like in a friend group. And there was one time particularly. And you know, like as a, a preteen, this, this cuts deep. This has ever happened to you. But the four of us are together. And they orchestrated that they were just going to run away from me and just leave, like just fully, not run away and then come back, like just ditch was the word. Let's ditch Colin. Cause you were the freak. I, I Well, now I'm wow. reflecting on it because we're talking about it. Mm. And fully one day we're just out. I think we were like at the school in the yard, but it was after school. And I like turned and then I turned back and I saw them just booking it. And I just knew, like I could tell it wasn't like a fun, we're coming back. Like they were just gone. The emptiness that follows after that moment is so so you're you're one wow. face with the, the the fact of like this sucks i'm i'm upset but also what does this say about me like am i yeah freak do, do, do people not want to hang out with me yeah. and you're in like grade six or seven so you're like really figuring out yeah. who you are oh man but you have like so much sympathy in that moment right for that person <sighs> when you tell that story i'm sort of like oh it sucks man oh, it's that sucks. like seriously like if like kids deep. are rough kids are evil kids yeah. are the kids don't bad. like but the at the same time they're just operating in complete honesty. So whatever you did, mm -hmm. they wanted to run away from you. <laughs> what yeah. did you do? <laughs> I don't know. They pantsed me as well in front of people. Oh, they were just jealous. That's just jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when they pulled your pants. I'm surprised you didn't run them down like an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, head in the sand. Head in the sand. <laughs> the long legs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pants down. Did you say? I... <laughs> With my pants down. The pants you and you're running. <laughs> oh, man. I, I felt like a real freak one time where I it was I was in grade eight and I was a super awkward grade eight kid. Like I was a little bit chubby. I, I put all my books in my backpack. Like I didn't use my locker. So I just always have my big backpack and my skull candy headphones. Like mm. I did not look like, like a cool person. But I went to this party right before school was starting, like right in the summer before grade eight. What was the, like, the music at that time? Like, what would you remember? Skrillex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dubstep. probably was. Because uh, I'm just trying to like envision if we were to do like a video clip to this. Oh, yeah. Like Some Josh, music. Fat Josh with a backpack yeah. walking into like a house. Like, <laughs> my name is, my name is. <laughs> oh, no, Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been that, or it would have been like Muse or yeah. something. So the camera views from behind you, but while you walk in, it goes like more on like a forty-five degree angle yeah, as you walk in. <laughs> exactly. But so, so I go to this party, and one of the cooler guys at the party, like he, he and I, end up talking, and I, I was just so funny. Like specifically mm -hmm. that time, I was just 
everything I said was just landing and he was loving it, like laughing so hard. And I remember feeling so good about that. And Did then you get sweaty. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like yeah. excited, sweaty. Acceptance, sweaty. Acceptance, sweaty. I'm being accepted. <laughs> I had to unzip my DC hoodie a little bit. <laughs> Take my Osiris shoes yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> and he had some Axe body spray. Oh, oh no. Oh. I, but, what was it? The Phoenix, I think I used to use Axe oh, Phoenix. Is Axe the one that do like Chocolate. Africa and all that? I don't, they've had different series. I can't remember. Chocolate oh, Rain. Yeah. It smells Hold so Hold the bad. line. It's all based on Toto. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Africa. What, is that? what does that smell like? Oh, I've, I've just fully pulled it up. Axe Phoenix. I used to use this. <laughs> what did I, I saw one. So it was like um, Poison Ice. <laughs> like like I, I, saw, I saw that. I'm like, that is an axe. Like so oh, no, cool. It was, it was venom ice. Venom, <laughs> venom ice. Oh, yeah. Venom ice. And as like a thirteen year old, you think it's the coolest like, thing in the world. Is, I want to put this all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, three of the. Venom and that's the commercial ice. they use for yeah. it. Just yeah. a thirteen year old staring in the display window. <laughs> I want to put this all over my <laughs> put venom ice. Venom ice available this that's summer. That's so funny because that probably would be an ad in Australia. Like, that's how they do yeah. their ads. But anyway, so I'm decked out in this venom ice. I've got I've got all my all my stuff. So party's over and then grade eight has started and I'm like this small fish in a big pond kind of thing. And then I see that same guy that I was talking to, the cool guy, and he's just got this like group of people around him. Like clearly he's doing well in grade eight. And then he spots me. And he's like, yo, Josh, come here. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, oh, no, this is great. And I walk, I walk up kind of awkwardly, you know, all the popular kids are there. With your arms and your backpack strapped. Yeah. I nearly drop my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, and uh, You've got the plastic bracelet. <laughs> I've got the dual disc. Um, I'm like, hey, I've, I've got a dual in five, but like I could stop for a second. Please call me Yemi Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm standing in this circle and he just, he just goes, hey guys, this is Josh. Josh is the funniest guy I have ever oh, met. No. Josh, say something funny. <laughs> and then all these eyes just turn to me. It's like first day of grade eight. It's like I could either like completely create a great reputation or not. But I froze and I had nothing. No, of course. And I felt like the biggest freak ever just standing there. <laughs> you're in there. the lion's den in that moment. I was. The meerkat has just stepped I've been into the den given this. I felt like... You know, in the Hunchback of Notre Dame, where they like dress him up as like the king of fools or whatever, oh. it kind of felt like that. Where it was like I felt really good for a second, and then it was just oh. undercut, just backhand across. I felt the face. like a freak. <laughs> and this was actually surprisingly like close freak. to the story where I I walked and fell down the bike jump like oh. within days. That was a pretty rough week for you then. Yeah, it was. And oh. I got braces. It was just like, what else? <laughs> what else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Smite me, oh mighty smiter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just talking about that sympathy card, like. What happens regularly is that initially we feel a lot of sympathy for these people because we don't see the pattern in behavior. We just sort of see someone in a moment and you're like, oh, right. And you're like, but then you see someone who might have been a little bit more callous, a little bit more mean, a little bit more front up, like, no, don't do that. And they've, they've sort of chastised that person and you're sort mm -hmm. of, you jump to their defense. 
Mm. Oh, hey, wait a minute, man. This this is a human being. Mm. This thing has feelings. <laughs> this free. This, this thing. <laughs> this thing with the skull candy headphones. Where are you taking this? No, but but you know what I mean. And all of a sudden, you're like you're like defending it, mm. and then defending it. Yeah. It the behavior. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, it's like, excuse me. And you're hey, like, hey, I think venom hey. ice smells great. You know, you're like, this person has feelings. They have, you know, they've got a family. Hopefully, you know, they have a, a need to belong. And you like defending them. But then what happens is, is that in doing that, you make a connection with that person, mm-hmm. and you allow that into your life, mm-hmm. right, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your phone number. And so what happens yeah. is sympathy opens the door to what will become a season of frustration, right? Because Mm. to that person you chastise for chastising the person that you showed sympathy to, you start to realize why they were so frustrated and annoyed. But they like the fact that you've jumped in because what you've done here Mm. is that you've like, you're the sandbag that's been taken uh, to replace the golden idol in Indiana Jones. (laughs) So they're out, Uh, they're gone, but you're stuck on the, like on the booby trap now. And so as much as they like might be upset that you're having a go at them because you know, the way they treated someone at the same time, they're like (laughs) (laughs) a new host. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Okay. You do that. Right. And then you find out that you're that person. You're it. You've been tagged. Those moments are such a perfect example of you better be willing to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. Because the second that you go in and defend that person, not not like across the board, but a lot of times you're right, that happens. 100%. And they will, they'll cling on to the person that's I never them. defend anyone. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is, this is the problem. I'm... <laughs> I have such a softie and I've jumped to so many people's defense in the past when I wasn't willing to commit to the long the mm-hmm. long game developing a relationship with them but I just felt bad in the moment. It's actually a selfish thing because I feel uncomfortable watching the situation unfold. Yeah. So in my own selfish need to fix the situation and for me not to feel uncomfortable, I'll try to solve it yeah. and in turn have this person now think that I'm developing a friendship with them yeah. when I didn't really necessarily intend for that yeah. and, now, and I, I didn't want that and yeah. now I've got to like deliver on a friendship that I'm like half committed to and not even committed like oh it's a sympathy thing so it's not even a friendship it's a pity shit <laughs> honestly I being real for a second I feel like I've done probably damage to people from that in the past of like trying to just stand up for someone and then fully just not being a friend after let's it, not and rush feeling... past this comment <sighs> let's stay here for a while with Colin okay <laughs> with freak <laughs> with a freak so let's talk about that on a serious note hmm. because that is a truthful statement. Like, I wonder how much damage we've done by not committing, you know, or by like our sympathy based on, you know, well, that person's different, different enough for you to say something, but too different for you to be their friend. Mm. It's like, I'm more sensitive than I am willing to like go the extra mile. So you mm. stepping in and showing sympathy is more protection of your identity and a less of theirs. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it took years for me to realize there was a lot of selfish motives in that, mm. um, but there's been so many little friendships I've developed along the way that came from me jumping to someone's guard yeah. and not actually having an interest in being their friend. Yep. And then slowly <laughs> doing like a fade out because I'm like, I, just hey, ditched. I don't think you eat like a lumberjack. <laughs> but and then and then for real for like years like justifying it in my own mind because I'm like, well, no, like I don't want to be the friend, but I, I defended them and that's yeah. the right thing to do. So, but then mm. when they're not looking, you were the one bolting 50 meters away around the corner. <laughs> and it yeah, like years mm. later, I was like, hold on, this is actually like. Bad behavior. So like that when the victim becomes the, the perpetrator. Do, do you defend people then? Or like what? Well, I think you just have to like do a bit of a calculation before you, you step in like that and you go mm. like, hey, am I willing to actually 
walk this mile with this person if I'm going to stand next to them. And that's a great thing to do, but you can't jump and defend them in front of everyone for the, yeah. for the image of it, but then behind the scenes actually not follow up and like check in with them and yeah, like, yeah. you know it's what like, I mean? It's like a virtue signal. It's right? completely it's like, like mm-hmm. I was just going to say that actually. Yeah. It's like you, you, you make a statement and then go back to how you actually mm-hmm. are. Oh. So you can't, you can, if you've got the capacity to actually do it. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, like we joke about this, one, you'll rarely get me defending someone. The less about that concept of not wanting to have people as my friends, but more the fact that like, I I know in most scenarios, there's always more to the story than meets the eye. And so like playing the long game, but at the same time, I have this deep hope that we can f- help change certain behaviors in people that I just think are unhealthy, mm. like foot hygiene. <laughs> Some of the listeners have perked up a little bit. <laughs> We all know what we're talking about. There's always that one friend in the group who doesn't know how to like change their socks hmm. or wear socks, right? And they come and they, they come to party and you're in the lounge room and it smells literally like a skunk has died mm. and then inverted itself, rubbed itself on its own like stank and then come into your house. And then had a funeral with yeah. all of his skunk friends. That are dead as well. <laughs> <laughs> that all died. Yes. A wedding funeral. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, no one says it, but everyone smells it, right? Hmm. But I've just come to the point now where I'm like, whose feet stink? Who is it? <laughs> Show yourself. I can see the heat waves literally rising up from their feet. And we don't excommunicate them. We just say, hey, can you go wash your feet? <laughs> you yeah. know what? The, I, I, I think there's a healthy necessity for both types of personalities in the, in the space. Like someone who's willing to just call people out on things. Like you stank. <laughs> yeah, like fully. I, I'm, the, I'm the opposite of you. But... <laughs> I think I need like in social situations. There's a necessity for both sides of the coin. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But not you're saying there's there's a necessity for the evil person in the room, essentially. No, no, absolutely not. I'm not saying that. Yeah, okay, I'm just saying that abrasive. But what do you mean abrasive? What's that? What do you mean abrasive? What is abrasive? Whose feet smell? That's, That's abrasive. not abrasive. Yes, it is. That's a, just a very committed statement for hope. See that. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that you don't think that's abrasive is no, testament the, to no, the, the way fact, you see things. The fact that you think it's abrasive tells me. Is a testament to how I see no, things. No, it's a testament to the fact that you're afraid to call <sighs> people out. It Well, I am. Why? Because. Is I, it the noodles? Is it. <laughs> I, how do I respond to that? I guess we'll see in a second. <laughs> wait, wait. But I'm just saying, like, is it abrasive that, that someone actually said what everyone's thinking? Because if a child says it, it's cute. Here's the thing. I'm justifying your behavior. I love it. Like when someone calls stuff out like that, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have the gutso, the gusto to say uh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, use the gusto word. It Gut, sounds Gutso. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> More of that. Yeah. Yeah, use better words. <laughs> but no. I know what you're saying. Almost like people should be called out. But also there's something to be said about having people that are almost like a blanket to fall on to. That's teamwork. Yes. Teamwork makes teamwork. the freak work. <laughs> I haven't heard that one. It's really <laughs> I like so I'll that. call him out, and then you comfort them. And then you'd be like, hey, Ben's, Ben's just... Ben punches him in Ben's the face, and I run him with an ice pack. It's okay. Yeah. okay. But make sure your feet are clean. Just right into the ice pack. But neither of us tolerate dirty feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He called out my feet. Oh, yeah. well, you do actually have really smelly feet. So. Like, like, doesn't it help just to change your socks every day? Like... <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Have you guys ever been called out for something like that? And it's just like really... Nothing in relation to hygiene, but I do get called out because I just make up words or I just announce words or pronounce words completely incorrectly. Hmm. That's just like English nowadays. Hey, I feel like so many people... Yeah. 
play clay, clay Play-Doh with English. <laughs> but I don't know where, like, it sounds like, it sounds close enough that everyone accepts it, but then mm-hmm. someone will be like, that's not how you say the word. Then everyone's like, yeah, you say it weird. <laughs> yeah. Everyone and then you're like, like oh, you, all, you all thought yeah. that was weird? How come yeah. no one said anything? Because you're <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Yeah, no one says anything until one person like makes the first crack in the armor. Uh, and our group in particular is like bad. Once that crack happens, it's like everyone's yeah. like, just pile on. Yeah, dog pile. <laughs> you better have like some sort of strong self identity. Yeah, this well, is gonna... and I find it's not ever just the thing you were talking about. It's like everything. It's like yeah, you're also late a lot. <laughs> late. All these other things start coming up. Yeah. Late people. People who are late. To things I don't, I don't get that. Like, okay, well, there's there's two types of this. So there's late and aware of it and apologetic, and then there's late and doesn't think it's a problem. I actually like. Wait, there's three. Then there's doesn't think it a problem, aware of it, or unaware that mm. lateness is a like a bad sign, like of, of discipline and time management. But all of them, nonetheless, mm. annoy me. Yeah. Though I was late this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, was getting, this, this, I was like, my exact, my exact headspace. I'm like, this is exactly what we were talking about, where nobody's brave enough to call him out. That you were like half an hour late. <laughs> There's a vein forming on Josh's forehead. He's like, mm. oh, oh man. Yeah, if Colin says anything, I'm going to jump in on this. But uh, Your feet smell too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like, I, I view it more like being like Gandalf. You're never late. A wizard yeah, arrives like, precisely, precisely when he means, means to. So I might have been late today by half an hour, but I got kids. Mm. I got responsibilities. Oh, I got a good excuse. Yeah, you know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, okay. Yeah, I might not be vegan. <laughs> I might not do CrossFit. <laughs> but I got kids. I got responsibilities. And that's why. Like, So my lateness is less freakiness and more, more commitment-based. I remember a moment, Colin, not to call you out here, but... But Where, to call you out. But yeah. <laughs> not to call you out. Let me just but call you this out. This entire segment is gonna be doing that. But uh so we I remember we were at we were at Ben's house and it was a really important meeting. I remember specifically it was like important meeting. It's probably this at that time. point the most important meeting we'd ever had. Yeah. Like probably. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, Council meeting. Yeah. The, the council. Like of imagine Elrond. missing the council meeting and the whole journey. You're like, eh, so what, what are we doing again? Like yeah, and, Le- and Legolas shows up late, right? Yeah. That's yeah. No, Gimli's one. Yeah, no, Legolas. <laughs> so we're having this meeting and we're like, okay, we're just waiting for Colin. We're just waiting for Colin. And, you know, so we're just chilling. And, and what I love mm. is that people were like, you know what? Colin, he's probably late for a good reason. Yeah. You know, people yeah. were defending him. He was probably defending someone yeah. else. Yeah. Right. He's just making Less a salad. Fortunate. Yeah. He's, he's probably def- a non-committal inter- like, intervention for someone right now. Yeah. He's not- saving them, but he's not committing to <laughs> I'm them. I'm having a non-committal <laughs> intervention for someone. Uh, and, and so 15 minutes goes by and we're like, whoa. So we kind of just like started the meeting. And then Colin walks in and... What I expected was, you know, he's going to walk in and he's going to be like out of breath from like running and just, I'm so sorry. From defending someone. Like, oh, oh, I put just, the effort into yeah, even I, act that. I really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he walks in like he's just going for a little stroll and he's, and, and he's holding a muffin. Yeah. He's holding a muffin that, that he hasn't even started eating yet. And it's got like the, the bottom like wax paper on and everything. And he sits down. And anyways, we start the meeting, 
And I, I just look over at one point, and he's just slowly peeling this muffin, like he's trying to, as discreetly as possible, just have a have a snack with the thing that clearly made him late. Yeah. Yeah. Like this was this was like not hard to put the two and two together. It he had was, a muffin break. Yeah, you wanted, you could have been on time and decided, I'm gonna go for a muffin and just slowly eat it, and it like. Like it, like a the the flick of a switch, the entire room turns on him. <laughs> what the heck are you doing? Why are you eating a muffin? Like, like where oh, were you? Muffin man, hey? muffin man, the muffin man. There was another meeting which you turned up late, and I always like look at meetings and I look at you know what influence have I had on like our leadership team here at church. And you arrive late to a meeting and the meeting continues. We make you sit right up the front um, and we're talking and then you have like this great idea and you're like, oh, and this, this, and this. But what you hadn't realized that had already been said while you were way late. And I just remember Matt being like, well, that was already said if you'd turned up on time, you would know. (laughs) And there was just like shots fired. Everyone, you. And you were like, I could see in your face, you're like, my best friend. And of all people to call me out on being late for something, is the king of late. Like, oh my goodness. Like, no one deserves, you do not deserve to make that shot. But right because now. he'd like, he clearly he'd taken the upper, you know, he's got the higher ground now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you would have been Anakin trying to beat, you know, Obi Wan. It's so over, it's, Colin. It's over. You have, I have the high ground. <laughs> you underestimate my power. <laughs> You were just, you're supposed to defeat the dark side, not join it. <laughs> I love watching those things play out and just oh. be like, ah, oh, this is the best. Yeah, and you don't necessarily have a role in it, no. but you get to watch the chaos unfold. And that was the Australian influence coming out on Matt because he's, he's not the type, especially Correct. with me, to call no. me out on stuff. No, like and that. he was quick. Like it's almost like he was waiting to say yeah. it. Like, like he had the gun loaded. There was unresolved tension from some previous thing. <laughs> yeah. that he like something uh, it on me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you didn't share the so, muffin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I told you to get two, Colin. What the hell? <laughs> so that, that muffin nickname became eternalized to the point where we, we put a soccer team together and everyone decided they wanted to do joke names on their jersey. Yeah, and know. I didn't. I submit like my name or I think I submit like my middle name or something. And then fully the jersey just came and printed and it just said <laughs> in all capitals, muffin on the back of my jersey. I was like, all right, I'm living in this now. I'm living in this. <sighs> I wear it proudly every soccer game. <laughs> that That's so an example of the being called out thing though. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, and then continually, like now you have to wear it. Wear it, like literally wear it as a jersey. <laughs> I want to talk about this more. This is really, I was having a cool conversation with a friend the other day about this, but I'm from Canada. I'm from Vancouver. And generally in the circles I grew up in and like the family I grew up in, like you don't call people out on things a whole lot. Like my family especially leans on like the supportive, encouraging side rather than the um, calling you out and like showing you the better way, but rather Mm. just like, let's just put pillows everywhere, Um, which has its benefits, but there's also blind spots to it. And Mm. since coming into contact with the Aussies, you guys have this vicious tendency to call people out on things that's actually really healthy if it's paired with genuine friendship and mm. wanting the person to be a better person and to, to change for the better. And I found it really abrasive at first because it's not something I was used to. Like I generally didn't call people out on things I know they should work on. Like yeah. it would be hard for me because I didn't like the confrontation. Mm. But the Aussies are really willing to just be like, you're selfish with your time. 
And you know that's a pro- like someone called me out on that a while ago, and I, I knew that was like a problem for me. <laughs> it was either you or like oh, I hope it was me. It sounds <laughs> awesome. Like, it could have been like, and I was fully I hope that, that was as a legend. <laughs> I, I think it was me. Yeah, yeah. I think it really I'll was. take that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one point for Ben. Yeah. Ten points for Gryffindor. And uh, in that moment, I was like fully exposed and naked, but also knew that our friendship's genuine. So I knew mm. that it wasn't like kick you to the dirt and leave you there. And it actually helped me like address it because someone else saw it and put words or a voice to the thing that yeah. I knew was there but didn't really want to talk about. That's true. Um, That's true. And it's not something I've been able to do with other people in my life because I'm generally pretty bad with confrontation. So there's yeah. something really healthy, hmm. but that has to be paired with genuine friendship and love. Like you can't just be the person who like cuts throats and walks away. But I found so much value in the way the Aussies like call people out on things. Yeah. That's because we don't have enough time on this earth to, to deal with stupidity. But at the same time, I think it's very Australian to usually keep that to your friendships only. Like you don't find people necessarily going out of their way. Like they won't call you out on something personal. They'll just call you a name. <laughs> like if they're upset with you outside of friendship. Um, but there's something to say with the fact that like Vancouver, North Vancouver, like Metro Vancouver area is one of the loneliest cities in the world. Mm. Um, and it's true. There's a narrative here where people don't talk to each other about what's really going on or what, what could like strengthen the relationship, what can actually, you know, negative things in your life that you can work on or positive things you can celebrate. It doesn't happen. Like it's just sort of like, oh, you just, you, you know, you do you yeah. and everyone stay your lane. But then it just breeds this, you know, this depth of loneliness of like, well, if I never say something, about you know the way you behave and how it affects me, or if I never celebrate you on a level of genuine, hey, you're really good at this, then where does the relationship go? Mm. Like, where do you stay? Like, you just constantly stay in each other's peripherals. Like, you never, you never enjoy each other's company. And the Bible's very clear that that when personalities come together, especially through the lens of Christ, we sharpen each other. Like, we there's that friction that takes place. Yeah. There's that call out and response. Like, that's a iron sharpens iron. Yeah, yeah. and it's like I'm not going to walk mm. away from this, but I'm going to say how I feel about it. Mm, yeah. um, now you use the word vicious. I just think it's, it's godly. So yeah. <laughs> there's something too about like, if you get called out by a fellow Christian, we both know that like, if, if I'm saying this is something you could do better, we haven't rooted our entire being in that mm. external thing. Yep. We're both on the same mission, mm. like internally to, you know, to be a Christian, to serve God. So it's like, you know that what this comment is really trying to do is to help you do that better. Yeah. If you're both aligned in that way, which is a, you know, it's a, I think a thing that extends also into relationships, like with a, with a partner or, or like going forward, right? Having that, that foundation suddenly arguments aren't the end of the world. Yeah. Well, there's a, deg a, a degree of trust that forms, right? Where you're yeah. like, I know yeah. that I can say things that you're not going to want to hear, yeah. but that it's not going to compromise our relationship. Exactly. As the world continually throws wood onto the fire of like, uh, be yourself. Um, the the best version of you is the most honest version of you, and uh, like uh, be unique and all the all these kinds of which which have a lot of value. Um, there's almost like a a response of apathy that forms with it because if everyone's just going to be who they are, then who are you to tell them to be otherwise? Mm. And like you were saying in Vancouver, like you don't see that willingness to like challenge people and push them to be better because mm. oh that's just who they are. And there's kind of this you just pull back mm. and accept it um, yeah. attitude towards it, which is I think a really dangerous thing in the long run. Um, where you're not no longer holding people accountable to be a better version of themselves, yeah. but just accepting them for yeah. exactly where they are. And I think we look at, um, like I look at like church growth, especially in our context, and you got to realize that growth comes from challenging people 
to be more like Jesus. Hmm. Like you, we can all do better. We all, we never arrive, but that means someone has to take the initiative and go, "Hey, what about this? Yeah. Why does your life look like this? What are you doing in relation to this discipline in your life?" Like we read in Proverbs, it says that a city without walls is like a man without discipline. Hmm. Right? And really what we're saying when we say you can do whatever you want, we're saying that you don't have to live according to anyone's discipline. You yeah. just live according to your own disciplines, what you say are your boundaries, you say, and that we should celebrate that. But it'd be the first time in history where we would celebrate people, you know, doing whatever they want if it makes them happy. Yeah. It, it's, it's tough for people to accept because in order for that to work, you have to sort of accept that there is truth. Mm-hmm. There, is a, there is a truth Correct. in this world. And that truth doesn't just come from you. Yep. And like, you have to be able to go, there is good and there is evil. Yep. And if you can't, like, we we do think that. So we have something to work towards. Correct. So, you know, criticism is is there for to help us. Yep. But for other people, the criticism would derail them because every decision they've made comes from their personal truth. Yeah. And that's right. that's the thing that's to navigate, right? Especially in Vancouver. I and that's really what makes I that. think that's what makes the gospel so offensive because the mm-hmm. first thing that it, it attempts to do, and it does it really well, is to make you realize that you are not the center of the universe. <laughs> right? It, yeah. it, and but once it wants it wants to celebrate that in you, going, hey, because there's something better. Like mm-hmm. if you were the center of the universe, like how crippling that really is. Yeah. How unfulfilling mm-hmm. that really is, mm-hmm. how directionless and blinding that really is. Hey, but there's truth out there, and the truth looks like this. And the best part of it is that has that that future look through the New Testament, but it also like is deeply rooted in God's word. You know that expands thousands of years in the Old Testament, brings it all together, and starts to make you realize, okay, I've got decisions to make here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for a long time, and I think it's going to continue. Christians are seen as like the social freaks, especially in the West. Yeah, right. What we believe, what we see, how we live our life is freakish to people, hmm. yeah. right? But yeah. in saying that, when you see somebody committed to what they believe, when you see somebody passionate about what they believe, uh, even if they are freaks in it, it's captivating. Yeah, totally. We we are <clears throat> the, the woman carrying the rats in this story. <laughs> <laughs> even though we're freaky, we are captivating. What are the hey, rats? Want to come to church? Naked <laughs> <laughs> rats. That's that's what a connect and engage card looks like to some people. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, you know okay, I mean? but like, f- for real, like I came into Christianity and into church off the back of living in Montreal for two years. Hmm. And this is kind of funny with this episode, We the Freak. Like Montreal's a weird place. Like really was a some there was a, a real realization I had with my friend who was living there with me as well like the neighborhood we lived in it's called the plateau and it's like a kind of a young hip artist neighborhood mm-hmm. and there's no adults like everyone's between the ages of 18 and like 26 27 and there's the occasional like 35 year old hey fellow no kids. no no but, accomplished adults <laughs> but the, the other thing is like the people that were over 30 would dress like they're still like 22 and so you were like ah oh, this is kind of weird and there was such an encouragement to do whatever you wanted in that neighborhood and for like a social experiment kind of cool like yeah. you see some weird interesting things there's someone on stage and they're like writhing on the floor in like a neon outfit and like there's weird sounds and you're like oh like this is interesting for a moment but after two years you're like this is like really sad and Mm. we kind of put a a term to it called peter pan syndrome which is not wanting to grow up like you said josh we have this frame of reference of truth um, being christians there's something we can like hold our own feelings against 
But in those spheres, there was the only truth was your personal truth, like yeah. whatever you want to be. As, so long as you're not crossing like a few boundaries, like um, you know, sexual harassment and like a cu- and like a, aggressive and discrimination and stuff discrimination like that, yeah. and Always. like violence, yeah. like the really obviously negative things, mm. kind of skies your limit. Yeah. And if if it's the truth for you, then by all means do it. And in fact, it's encouraged because we're in an artsy neighborhood. Do whatever you want. And it's really sad. Like you saw the fruit of it, and there was like 38 year olds who would dress like 22 year olds mm. who would hang out with 22 year olds mm. who would date 22 year olds and there's just like no accountability uh no external standard right yeah and it was it was challenging actually coming back to vancouver and brushing up against church where it's like oh there's like there's a standard here people are like challenging each other and it feels very conservative at first because i was just coming out of la la land yeah. <laughs> on the other side mm. Um, and it is offensive. Like at first it was very abrasive mm. stepping into a Christian community and like looking at the views you guys hold and the way you live your lives. Um, but like, oh my goodness, the 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 change and it's had in me personally, staying with you guys and pursuing God and having my worldview flipped is ridiculous. I think like if we were to sum this up in a, like a really nice Christian story sense, um, I think the church has to do better in making sure that we don't project our beliefs through the lens of justice and truth, but we we communicate it through love. And that's not to say that there isn't a standard in that, because if we were to look at when Jesus arrives uh, into the town and he sees Zacchaeus, the tax collector, uh, up on the tree. Now, for those of you, this might be new to you. Zacchaeus, tax collector, he's a chief tax collector. He's like the worst of the worst. Like there's sinners in the Bible, and then there's tax collectors. <laughs> That's how they describe it, right? Like tax collectors and sinners. Like you're your own. Bottom you're the only. You're in your own category. You're like <laughs> you're worse than the, the average sinner. And Jesus comes and goes. Hey, I want to have. You know, it's necessary for me to stay at your house. And the Bible tells us that all the the people that were following Jesus, people of the town who would would be considered like faithful people, religious people, get upset. And they're like, why? And and Jesus uses the word must, which is day, which is means it means. This is a divine moment for me to meet with you. That's the the word that's used in the Greek. Um, but to have uh, to stay at someone's house to show re- is to be in relationship with them. Like you wouldn't do that. Like, like if Jesus wanted to, he could have chastised Zacchaeus for his behavior, for stealing, for robbing, for manipulating, for deceiving, for betraying Israel. Like all those things, he could have done that and been absolutely correct and gone to the cross as the perfect sacrifice. Still. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was nothing wrong in him telling justice and truth, but Jesus decides to use love. As his weapon, right? Yeah. Right, and the Bible tells us he goes and he stays with Zacchaeus while the crowd is going. They're upset. They're like they're wanting truth and justice. And sometimes we see that in the church context where Jesus is saying, actually, you need to put your strongest step forward in love, knowing that truth and justice is something that is a, is a better outcome from a symptom of love, not mm. not constantly wanting justice and truth to be your leading hand in, in a in a conversation. We joke about people that are freaks and stuff, but if we would realize that the Bible really does say we're all freaks in some way, We've yeah. all, we all get it wrong or we all do weird stuff, we're all uniquely different, we'd understand that love is the unifying factor. Now, that doesn't mean love is our God. It just means we should approach each other with that level of commitment that Christ would have. And he has dinner and he, he hangs out with Zacchaeus. And the Bible tells us that Jesus says two things. He says, I'm going to stay with you. And then he says, at the end of the story, he says, hey, salvation has come to this house. Now, we don't know what transversed in that moment between. What we do know is that there is an act of love, an act of engagement and relationship. And through that, there's an act of, of justice in, mm. in Zacchaeus coming out and saying, hey, I want, I want to actually right all my wrongs. Yeah. 
right? And so I think I look at that, not that we should engage with people so they would right all their wrongs, but understand that for Jesus, love was the outcome. Over, you know, bridging the gap of freakiness was was done through love, mm. not through justice and truth. And there's something to be said. I mean, we were talking about if you stick up for those people, those the the freaks. Yeah, you have to be able to walk the walk, and we can't. Yeah, but Jesus can. Correct. Right. That's the thing. Is the difference between what what we are capable of and what commitment to Jesus to the gospel. What that allows is limitless rides home correct so to speak you know 100 percent. because he says you know we love because he first loves us and so our love all of a sudden is not through our own pretext our own prejudices or our issues it's through him Mm -hmm. so we always say at church hey the more like jesus you become the more useful you are in this world Mm -hmm. right because all of a sudden you are you you, you've now got all these extra levels and extra equipment and extra items you know Mm -hmm. things you can pull on if you're a a computer game nerd i was like is that like a zelda reference that was really cool i don't play zelda equipment like a, a hook shot and a dragon armor the, fire, <laughs> fire <laughs> yeah. the dlc i'll stick with the ostrich armor thing <laughs> that's so feathers. funny feathers <laughs> but i think like you look at we the freak and i sort of love this episode in the sense that hey there is truth we all are frustrated by people that are freaky and we are all freaky at some point we all get things wrong and right we all have our habits we all have our moments there's different reasons for it but at the end of the day um, what I love most about church is that it is a hospital. It is a, it's a castle. It is a refinery. Like it's all these things for people to come together and allow God to be the, the one that unifies us. Like we are an army of freaks. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, that's, that's season one. Oh, that's season one. We the free. <laughs> we did it. Wow. We we went through so many fun, didn't we, guys? Oh, oh we so, go through so many fun, tears, blood, fun, sweat, pregnancy, deliveries. <laughs> <laughs> this was a real labor of love. We birthed something great here. We birthed a real egg here. Oh, oh, I hope God bless you. Yeah. Wow. Should you rap or what? Yeah, rap. Come on, Colin. Uh, drop some heat. I'm a freak, but it's cool. And you a freak too, but that's okay, cause I got Jesus. I got Jesus. I got Jesus and a microphone. I'm gonna talk to the world about my life. Share a cup of coffee and talk about my wife. I don't have one yet, but she's coming soon. Tune in to season two. We'll see you soon. <laughs>
<laughs> the only real contact you'll ever have in your life will I don't like that quote. We've got to end on that for sure. <laughs>